Welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. In today's episode, Nick and I discuss recently canceled and delayed games, the Halo franchise reset, and updates regarding the PSVR 2. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to Pressing Buttons, Hoodie Edition. I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. And another great week, another great episode coming at you. It's a little bit chilly out there in New York City. It's brick. It's yeah. Why you keep saying that? What is that? What you does know, that actually you know mean? I've never heard that lexicon? phrase. No. You know, like it's so cold, it hits like a brick. Okay. So, so you know. Oh, that makes sense. That's what they say it's out brick? in the streets. Yeah. Out in the streets. Okay. Uh, brick city. Brick city. Yeah. yeah. It's hoodie. I think it was our first ever. Yeah, just hoodie, hoodie podcast. Yeah. So and we like and, hoodies too. We're big hoodie advocates. Yeah. Just more pockets to have. Yeah, and I think first hat, hat and hoodie. Yeah. I think. First hat maybe I've had, maybe I've had no, I think, I think you're the hat guy. I don't okay. usually do a hat. Crazy hat guy? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's it's good We're to here. to have some firsts. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, another great week. Another great episode. Episode 51. You already said that, you. dude. I know. Okay. I know. I just, that's, it's a, it's it a is process. It's 51. Yeah. Episode 51. Uh, we're moving right along like a well-oiled machine. So... Good, good stuff for us. Um, we're just going to jump right into some video game news. It was a little bit uh, hectic this week with a lot of cancellations, layoffs, and stuff like that. So we want to jump right into it. Um, first big thing we want to talk about is EA. EA announced that they're canceling the Battlefield and Apex Mobile uh, editions of their games. And then also that they're delaying uh, Jedi Survivor till April 28th, about a month delay. It was supposed to come out. Uh, towards the end of March, I believe the 17th or something like that, got delayed to April 28th now. Um, concerning news, especially just because I know Apex itself was very popular for them and it was doing well, but I just don't think they had the resources uh, or the time to kind of focus on the mobile version of the game as well. And in terms of the Battlefield one, that one never really uh, released. It was still kind of in open beta. Um, and I know they have been having issues with the mainline Battlefield 2042 uh, for consoles and PC. Um, it's not doing as well as they would have hoped, and people are drawn more to other shooters than to the Battlefield universe. So it is kind of concerning when you see a lot of, especially since we had the recent layoffs with uh, within the gaming community, seeing now canceled games, and this is kind of... Uh, the the effect of of that where first you see the layouts then you see all these projects getting canceled or delayed and pushed back um the good thing about the delay for jedi survivor is that you know it's it's not like a big delay the game is still getting released it's just getting released a month after um giving one more month to polish it up so that's good news in in my eyes better to release a a well-polished game than to kind of rush it and have all these issues and have to um, make day one patches uh, for the game and, and kind of get all the fans upset for, for a shitty launch. Uh, what do you think? For the the Jedi uh, Survivor game, like, I feel like that's that's fine. Like Small delays here and there, like, yeah. not, not a big deal. Like I don't know if that's necessarily directly connected with you know layoffs or, or whatever like that's probably just the normal course of yeah it's more the production cycle and they just need a little bit more time so um yeah i'm in i'm in no rush uh we'll, we'll see how it plays when it comes out um but i, I i'm very interested in that title so yeah. i'm definitely gonna give it a try and it's a stack 2023 so i think if 
maybe we were uh, lacking in games in 2023. I would yeah, like last year I would have been more annoyed. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. but with this year, it's like I already have so much stuff that yeah. it's like not a big deal at all. Uh, and then uh, on the heels of that, we wanted to also talk about some live service games that got shut down. Unfortunately, uh, we have Rumble Burst, which is basically uh, free to play battle royale but you do like wrestling moves that's shutting down only after six months of of being released it released in september it's shutting down at the end of this month february um and then we also have knockout city which is basically like a dodgeball game uh it went free to play last june and it's also shutting down uh june of this year um and in regards to rumbleverse it it is kind of under the epic umbrella so anybody that purchased anything any purchases that were made for, whether for the season or cosmetics will get refunded this reminds me of paragon um if you guys haven't heard of it paragon was a moba third person uh game that epic released uh right before they started working on fortnite but then once fortnite took off they decided to move all the resources to uh, Fortnite and cancel Paragon, much to my dismay because I really enjoyed the game and that's what kind of got me into MOBAs. Um, but they were able to refund everybody just because they're made of money. <laughs> they were printing so much money with Fortnite, um, which is, seems to be the case here. They're refunding everybody's uh, money back. Uh, and then as far as Knockout City, that game itself will be canceled completely. But um, a lot, it, it's, it's weird because we, especially hearing from Sony that they're investing in a, in a lot of live service games and our uh, thoughts on live service games where it's really hard to capture that magic of live service games and capture that community to continue playing. Um, I do feel like these two games were kind of very similar to uh, Fortnite. So it wasn't really, it was occupying a space that was already, uh, that already had a big contender in there where I, I think where if they can kind of get folded, maybe Fortnite comes up with their own version of the fighting, uh, the, the fighting Rumbleverse inside Fortnite or the dodgeball inside Fortnite, I think that would work better than just a standalone thing. I, I, I don't think th these were never poised to kind of be big breakout hits just because it's such a niche genre in game. Um, and it kind of sucks because, you know, I, I like seeing different innovative uh, games out in the market, especially in the battle royale ma market, which is kind of a thing that picked up for a while. We see so many battle royale games these days. As we know, the, the video game um, development cycle and, and gameplay cycle kind of pick something up for a couple of years and they just kind of do that same thing and that's been a while that's been kind of the same thing for for battle royales that's been the it thing for a couple of years just as the open world of skyrim was the it thing for a couple of years um and it kind of sucks to see these things shut down but you know you gotta have a big following and a big draw to have these type of games um i know we played knockout city together and we had a lot of fun but it wasn't really something that, that I, kind I, of I played i played both games and yeah, that was that was the experience where played it for I don't know, maybe a couple couple days. It's like, oh, this is fun, but there just wasn't enough, at least for me, to keep keep me engaged and wanting to come back. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like all these games that are trying to chase. They they even kind of stylistically look look like Fortnite, where they were kind of going for the more you know fantastical, cartoonish look of things, so that they could basically do what Fortnite does and, and make that style guide uh, applicable to basically like every type of intellectual property that's out there. So, um, so I think they were clearly kind of like chasing a trend with those games. They were fun. 
but ultimately like not engaging enough to, to, to become sustainable. So it's kind of unfortunate, but I think you're going to continue to see that because there's so many big publishers still, you know, trying to go for live service games and they're targeting, you know, like mass market, mass market style guides with, you know, some sort of fairly straightforward, like engagement loop. Um, so I think you're going to still see a lot of companies placing bets on these things and not that many of them actually becoming successful. So, and I think what's happening now is we're seeing a lot happen at the same time because there's a lot of like layoffs and, uh, you know, so there's a broader trend of layoffs in the technology and games industry. And that's what's kind of unique to live service games is they need, they need people, <laughs> like they need staff, like, you know, some staff working like basically around the clock on these games so that people can actually play them. So, uh, if you need to do layoffs for, you know, for whatever reason, like, well, it's not very likely that you're going to be able to continue to support that game. Um, so yeah, I think that's where I, I can't remember. I think those are the ones that I saw, but I think there's actually like an even longer list of, of more games. Of, that yeah. Canceled. Like live service games that are getting canned. Um, and yeah, you mentioned it with, with PlayStation where I don't, I don't think this is going to rattle their cages and, and cause them to kind of shift their strategy, but it is interesting to compare that with, you know, this what's happening now versus their longer term goal of, I can't remember the number it was like 12, 12 it's to 15, 12, yeah, 12 to 15, uh, live service games over the next five years or so. So, you know. That's a lot. Uh, it's, it's a lot. And yeah. especially a lot of experiences, like you said, to have that community where it draws them in to, to pull a piece of the pie from other communities, it's, it's kind of tough. I don't know if you if you saw the leaks. There was some leaks of the Horizon Battle Royale game. Um, it's a, they, there was a video. It looks very similar to Fortnite, just in the Horizon really? universe. Um, and that, that in itself, you know, from my opinion, just... It, it's a leak, so I'm not going to go too much into it. But if it does turn out to be that way, it's going to have a hard time just like kind of pulling in a crowd because people want new experiences when it comes to uh, to these games, especially live service games. Why would they shift over to a, a Horizon for uh, Forbidden West or Horizon Zero Dawn, whatever that art, that style? Uh, that world when it's just in the in the Fortnite style when you could just play Fortnite. And I hope so, I hope they launch it right after Tears of the Kingdom so that it so it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't do sell. <laughs> well, it's probably gonna be free yeah. to play, so so we don't know. Yeah, true. Um, and that's why Bungie Bungie's there. That's why one of the reasons uh, Sony said that they acquired Bungie because they they do love the the way that they handled live service game that they've handled Destiny in the community and the passes and all that stuff and keep the community engaged. But definitely, my opinion is just you, you have to have these different experiences. You can't just uh, have the same market that somebody else has and expect to, to, to beat them in that sense. Um, which leads on into the next news, which is 343 hitting the reset button on Halo. Um, and I know we talked about this before, especially with the layoffs that we talked about uh, Microsoft having. Um, there was a Bloomberg report that came out that basically saying that they're not making any more story DLC. They shut that down. There's no active work on Halo Infinite. Um, they're switching from the Slipstream engine, which they've used but have had trouble using because it's based on an old code, into the Unreal Engine, which we've seen a lot of studios when they've been struggling. They switch out to the Unreal Engine just because of the ease of use and uh, the, the time it takes for them to develop. This is like a, a big 
hit to Microsoft in terms of Halo being one of their biggest franchises, if not the biggest franchise that they have, and the fan expectations uh, were high when Halo Infinite came out. Um, and I know I've seen you guys play it, and it does not look fun to me. Yeah, it's just it's it's just almost like it's a thing to be doing while you're just like talking talking to your friends. Yeah, like I would I would not play that game in single player mode. Yeah, like the it, campaign is. It does seem like the pretty it, pretty bare bones. Yeah, that nostalgia of playing with your friends in middle school or whatever, hooking up your X- Xboxes together, just playing the the multiplayer online. It doesn't seem like it's there. It doesn't seem like. The campaign itself is fun. The campaign was never a big thing of Halo, so that that's one of those things where like it's neither here nor there, so that doesn't matter. But you do have to nail the multiplayer. You do have to, to nail that at least to get the community in there. And I feel like, especially with the delays of, of the seasons and the season pass, they're not uh, adapting well to what they're supposed to be doing. And that's one of the things that a lot of the fans of the game and of the genre have been uh, saying against them that the season pass suck, that it's overpriced, you're not getting what uh, you're investing the time in. And as gamers, if one thing one thing that we don't want to waste is our time. Obviously, when you know, why waste my time playing one game that I'm having a hard time or just not like playing it when I could be playing something I'm enjoying. And that that's what all these developers kind of want from you, their time, and they're not doing a good job. I do think hitting the reset button does help just because it'll reinvigorate the team to kind of make the game that they want and hopefully the game that the gamers will enjoy. Um, And I'm excited to see where this goes, but obviously because it is a reset, it might take a a while for it to, for us to see any, anything come of fruition. Um, Do you think this is the right track or do you feel like they should have just kind of fixed whatever? whatever Yeah. yeah, I mean, this was, this is like, three to five years past due (laughs) in terms of uh, trying to maximize the value of the Halo intellectual properties. So, um, you know, I guess it's good that they're doing it now, but I kind of feel like the writing's been on the wall with 343 being the the steward of the Halo franchise and just them not being able to deliver games that that resonate with the Halo community. So, um, So I don't actually don't exactly know what reset button means like it seems like it's a step in the you know a right direction at least but um i think they could even go more extreme with like a completely different way of of managing the halo ip as opposed to it being you know kind of assigned to this one studio that's been been through the quite you know been through a bit of a ringer in the last several years so um so it's good we're probably not going to see anything for a long time but Hopefully they can do something to make the Halo games actually, you know, kind of like the marquee franchise for the platform. Because yeah. right now it's just, it's just not like it's, you, you're like watching us and we're like, you said something about like the campaign. Like to me, obviously like multiplayer has always been huge. I've enjoyed the camp, you know, the campaigns, but again, like those are campaigns from 15, 15 you know, however how long ago. Yeah. And, um, they're just like if you play the campaign now in Halo Infinite, like you're just like, oh, this is like really not that dissimilar to a campaign from yeah, the original Xbox. Doesn't like, look fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think they've done much to to kind of modernize. The grappling hook was fun. It looked, that, I think that was the only thing I, that, I think, that I looked think, fun. I literally grappling thought. Hook. I think like the creative process was like, okay, what do we do? How about we just do exactly Halo One campaign, but now we have grappling hook. Yeah. Uh, 
so it's like okay like it's it's like kind of fun but not that big of a game changer so um say so we're kind of like going going through the motions a bit in the halo campaign uh i don't know like maybe we play it one more time but yeah i'm not i'm not like it's not itching, something you wanna, itching to go back and be like oh, i really no. got to complete especially this, with, so. with all these games coming out where yeah that will will draw your attention yeah and take yeah, your time. yeah it is funny to well not funny but it is Good to see the comparisons, um, especially with, with the canceled games and, and Halo. Obviously, you have Rumbleverse and Knockout City and all that stuff getting canceled. They don't. They didn't have the fan base and all that stuff to maintain. Just like, give us a chance, we'll fix it eventually. Whereas with Halo, you do have the fan base. You, it's it's a major franchise. You can't just like say, hey, let's cancel this and then we'll figure it out in a couple of years with a new game. It has to still live while at the same time you're yeah. trying to create something else in the same thing yeah and i also feel like they they had a misstep with the tv show yeah the you, which you you watched that right? i watched a couple episodes okay. it wasn't yeah yeah i think one as more companies are doing doing this i think one distinction is uh my understanding is the halo tv show was developed by people who did not give a shit about the games. They didn't even the, read anything or yeah, play yeah. anything. That was so one of like the big that, things. It's just like that. That's just like a very like old, old media way of like working with IP from other, other formats. Um, so I think I think you're gonna continue to see more of the model that Last of Us is doing. Where I don't think it's gonna be that extreme. Where it's like the director of the game is the you know it's, it's probably won't be that, but yeah. like they'll at least have a seat at the table with. Uh, developing the actual show and people developing the show actually have a passion or at least are interested in the narrative and, yeah. and the universe of, of the game. Um, not that that's the only thing that matters, but like I think it's going to be like a minimum requirement that yeah. like the development team actually cares about the IP. Well, like you said, it's, it's weird that nobody played the game. They said they weren't going by any other games or anything like that, but... If you're not, if the game, if the if the show sucks, but you go by the game, at least you have the game fans that are watching the show. But if you yeah. don't go anything by the game, you're not gonna have the game fans. And then the show also sucks. You're not gonna have the regular fans that just yeah. Walk there's into like it. a Venn diagram that like explains how to do this, and then I think they just completely ignored yeah. the gaming like that. You just can't. You can't do that. And that's one of the things I give kudos to Sony, especially um, since they're developing a lot of their IPs uh, into television and movies uh, with Gran Turismo, uh, Horizon, God of War. I know uh, Corey Barlog is working with, with the people that are working on Amazon with the God of War. So that's going to be kind of yeah. faithful or, you know, kind of lead into it. So it is, it, it's something that could have definitely given the, the game more popularity, could have boosted the sales, could have brought more people into it, hyped it up more, but it, it didn't turn out so well. So it's, you know, it's what's up in the air, what's up in the future. We'll see how it goes along. Obviously they're not going to do away with Halo because it's one of their things. They might have to put it to sleep for a little bit and then see, see what comes up later, but we'll see. Yep. Um, all right, and then moving on to that, we will be talking about the PSVR 2, um, supposed to be releasing on the 22nd. Um, Sony, according to a Bloomer report, cut the projected sales. Um, they cut the production from two million to a million uh, instead. Obviously, the price point of the headset itself, which is five hundred and fifty dollars, way more than a 
than the uh, disc-based uh, PS5 um, kind of doesn't help on that. The games don't don't help on that. We haven't really seen uh, any reviews yet, but uh, there hasn't been anything that draws people's attention. I know they're pushing Gran Turismo and they're pushing the Horizon uh, VR game, but it is kind of weird where they were really, really, really hyped about this and they were pushing it and they were like, yay, PSVR 2. And now that we're getting closer to the release of the uh, headset, it kind of, we get all these weird bad news. Um, what are your what are your yeah. opinions on this? Yeah, it's like we don't really know because I know Bloomberg reported that, and then I think Sony denied it. So, you know, who who knows what's really going on? But I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they are, are scaling back production just based on kind of other signals that they're seeing in the market with you know layoffs and maybe some actual production challenges. Um, other feedback from from previews and, and things like that so that wouldn't be that surprising uh, my own personal stance is i haven't really seen uh i haven't seen much from like a content thing so i would expect there's a lot of people that are just like okay like the device looks great it's very expensive what are the games that are going to convince me to actually buy that and i just i still don't think there's anything that's like earth shattering out there that's going to convince people to buy it. So, um, for me, like I'm, I'm kind of flip flopping a bit where I think this was like last year. I was like, I just kind of want a new headset, a new VR headset for really no reason other than just wanting one. I had my eyes set on the PSVR two. I assumed that there was going to be more compelling games at launch. And I just haven't really seen any up until uh, recently where I've, you know, looked at some more of the previews and the videos for Gran Turismo and it just looks insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm not, I think I think we just recently talked about this, right? Where uh, we're both like not big racing sim people mm -hmm. at all. Um, so that's. Even knowing that about myself, that I'm not a racing sim guy, you like want to get in it. It's still just like you know, pushing me to be like, oh shit, maybe I do, maybe I do try to get one of these at launch because, because <laughs> Gran Turismo looks like so cool. Well, and it'll be available because not a lot of people are buying it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know what it's, it's tough. Like I'm, I'm probably not going to get it at launch, but maybe, you know, shortly after launch, if there's a gap in my game available game time and you can actually easily get a PSVR 2 maybe I'll maybe I'll dabble in Gran Turismo but other than other than Gran Turismo like I don't like I don't I don't like Horizon uh every, the, everything else is like Well they haven't even shown stuff on Horizon either like the except like the it was like a tech cinematic, demo thing? Yeah, yeah, cinematic yeah, yeah. stuff or anything like that But if it's like if it's like the bone arrow like I just I've done enough bow and arrow VR things where I, I just don't. I just don't care. It's um, the perfect VR thing. No, it's great for if you like Horizon. Like I could see that being. No, I'm great, saying the bow and arrow is like. I feel like it's the perfect. Yeah, I know, but VR I just, I've just done it. That's like fifty percent of the games on the Vive is. Yeah. Just like a bow and arrow. Shoot, you can shoot, shoot a bow and arrow. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, there's there's not that many you know compelling titles at least. You know, again, for me, and then there's a lot of, there's a lot of 
you know, I think it's like 30 or so games that they're planning on launch, but a lot of them are like the game, the VR games that have been around for a while. So there's like nothing really new and exciting for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's like the math I got to do. It's like, okay, am I spending $600? So, you know, the PSVR 2 headset, Gran Turismo, I got, is that $70 title? I don't even know. Maybe it's $70. I think it's like $50. Is it 50 okay. yeah. But then the taxes, yeah. And then taxes, spending. and then, and then I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going Gran Turismo, do I get a wheel, pedals, <laughs> seat, chair, like, that's $2,000. Yeah, but that's the other thing, because if you're thinking about it, you're getting Gran Turismo, so you feel like you're in a car, but then the VR peripheralia is not like a wheel and stuff so then you gotta get that stuff yeah it's it's a lot so it's a it's a money pit and yeah. you know basically every year i fall victim to, to, one, to one to one money pit so this might be the money pit but uh, yeah I don't, I don't see anything coming out this year so that might be your money pit yeah didn't we just so when we were talking about things we were excited for this year i think i actually said i'm like oh yeah there's not a lot of computer you know like i think i'm actually good this year <laughs> <laughs> like not, not gonna buy any new gpus or monitors or whatever and then you know now here we are where i'm like ah, i'm going full-blown driving driving oh, rig you're gonna, uh, we're gonna we're gonna display it on the podcast one of these days if you get it <laughs> well i, I kind of don't have a choice because where would it go yeah, like i no, think no. it's just gonna be like in a corner somewhere <laughs> i mean it, it kind of has to or oh, maybe over there. there maybe over there yeah maybe i could <laughs> or right there <laughs> maybe i could do it over there, there okay we'll see i'll figure it out um one other thing i want to say about this i think it's just it's a year too early um, we just, they just announced that the PS5 is widely available. You could go to a store and pick it up. You can order it online and it'll be shipped during normal shipping time. So I, I do feel like it's a year too early. Um, everybody's able to get a hold of the PS5 now. Yeah, but they're spending all this money on the PS5. And like you said, the cost of the PSVR 2 to, to ask people to spend another 500 and some dollars on that. It's too much, um, and the games themselves, like you said, not enough. So I think that's my point of view on it. I do wish um, it would come out next year and there'd be more stuff for it, but you can't. The plans that they had already doesn't call for that, so I can see why. But it could definitely do uh, use with like a year of, of cooking, if, if you could say cooking. that. Cooking, stewing. Yeah. yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what the reception is. Uh, like like you said, Sony also refuted the the report so we don't know who's who who's who but uh bloomberg is trusted so we'll see when the br comes out we'll see the reception we'll see if if it's worth it and we'll see if nick falls into the money pit we'll see <laughs> all right so that does it for all the news we wanted to discuss this week and we're gonna move on to some closing thoughts and i will lead off uh big big news finish ghost of tsushima so that's two games, baby. Two games finished for me. You just like mark, do like tick marks yeah, we, on the we, wall. Yeah, we, we can just did. carve it right into the drywall <laughs> of my of my background. Yeah, we give, give, <laughs> give it an actual background. Yeah, yeah something on the give wall. Give some character back there. <laughs> but yeah, I finished Ghost of Tsushima. Enjoyed the game. Um, I was actually having this discussion with D Pass on on Discord. Which, by the way, thanks everybody that's joined Discord the last couple weeks. I feel like we've got a huge influx of people. Yeah. So thank everybody for joining. If you're not on Discord, please join us. The link is in our website. It's a growing community, and it's a pretty fun community. What's the website again? Pressing buttons, GG. 
pressing no, buttons. Pressing buttons dot dot GG. GG. Yeah. That's it, an important bit of information. Yeah, we just have so many GG stuff that uh, I get them all. It's all GGs in my head. So yeah. pressing buttons.gg, you can get uh, our YouTube links, our Discord links, our uh, Twitter stuff, everything you can get there on our website. Um, but yeah, I was talking with DPass, our uh, designer, who's also made some great shirt designs, which in the hey, future. Hey, spoilers. Yeah, in the future, you will probably be able to get this. Probably. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> we're still working it out. But I was talking to him. Um, and we were having a discussion how before I had said that Horizon Forbidden West was a very long game and it was dragging and I hated like the side quest. And even though uh, Ghost of Tsushima was also a long game, I believe I put like 38 hours into it. And in Horizon, I put like 90 hours into it. I felt <laughs> like... <laughs> well, you put that game for 90 hours? Yeah, that's what it oh said. Oh my on the, God. On my PlayStation wrap up for the year, it said I played Horizon 90 hours. It was my most played game. I was like, what the fuck? Let me tell oh you, about God. 50 of those hours were not enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I do feel like just because the the side quests in Ghost of Tsushima were shorter and also more personal, I enjoyed them more. Um, and just it was wonderful to look at um, the world and everything you could do in the world. And I love samurais and all that stuff. Um, and also, I, I felt like the story was really good. Jin battling his samurai honor of not stabbing people in the back and being an assassin and all that stuff. Yeah, I thought that was so funny at the beginning of the game. Where yeah. he, like, it, no, but it, like, it, it does a, a really good job of like throughout the game, him battling that internally until mm-hmm. he gets used to it, while his uncle is like, that is not the way of the samurai. Yeah. And he's like, bro, we gotta do this. These Mongols are fucking everybody up. We gotta... We can't be honorable because they're not honorable kind of thing. But it, it's a good dilemma. And I, I think they they ended it well because they give you a choice of, like, what do you want to do? Um, no spoilers there because I know you haven't finished it. But I already yeah. know what you did. No, you don't. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we'll talk about it off camera. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's a great Just game. Whatever, whatever the more scumbag choice was is the one that you did. Whoa. <laughs> I may be a scumbag in real life, but okay. I make, oh, yeah. in you video games, it. I make uh, <laughs> good, good choices. You're a good person yeah. in video games? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I always pick the good side on, on video games. Really? Uh, I'm the opposite. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm a scumbag in real life. That's okay. I mean, yeah. I'm also a scumbag in real life, so maybe I just, <laughs> I'm just a double scumbag. That's not a good way to be. Okay. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't played it or if you have it uh, and, and haven't finished it, definitely pick it up. I know Nick is going to pick it up soon because we want to do some of the um, raids and stuff, the co-op stuff together, which I'm pretty sure will, will be fun. Right now, I'm playing the DLC. Uh, I'm probably going to be doing it on and off because I want to move on and, and play Dead Space Remake, but... Definitely, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, I feel like I'll still be playing it for a couple more weeks at least. Or whenever we, we manage to get the group together and do the the raids and the co-op stuff. Um, other thing, uh, I did see Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And I know, I didn't see it when it came out in theaters, uh, just because like, I haven't been in the mood to go to you're a, a You're a self-proclaimed Marvel movie hater too. I'm so not that's, a Marvel, that's important context. I'm knowing. not a Marvel movie hater. I'm a Marvel uh, recipe hater or recipe, whatever. What, whatever. The way they make their movies, the CGI sucks. It always, the climax is this big CGI battle, which kind of sucks. So the third act, you already know that's what's going to happen. And honestly, I think the only Marvel movies that I like was uh, The Winter Soldier, because that was cool action, uh, and it felt like a spy thriller. Uh, I, I liked uh, Doctor Strange, just because it was different. It had Sam Raimi's uh, feel 
even though I know Mar- Marvel toned it down because they were like, oh, this is too much color. This is too much fun. Can't mm-hmm. have that. Um, and then No Way Home I liked, but that was more because it had the other Spider-Man in it. I, I thought it was still bland. But it's just Marvel fatigue has hit me. And I know it's hit a lot of people, but people will still watch the movies because they do want to see these characters and they do want to see everything kind of connect. But it is kind of weird that all these movies that they're making is just for another long payoff for a movie that's not going to come out for another five or six years. Like, all these movies that they're making now are just a payoff for, um, uh, what's the one that they're doing? Secret Wars or? Secret Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm just going to wait and and watch them on TV. I'm not going to pay money in theaters. Which brings me to the other thing, which is that I saw the James Gunn DCU 10-year plan. And I did, uh, I, I'm a person that prefers more DC than Marvel. I like all characters, but... Um, I grew up with Superman when I was young. Like I, I loved the the um, Christopher Reeve Superman. I liked the you know the hope that it instilled. And it even though I liked the Henry Cavill Superman, it was kind of just beat him up and stuff like that. I do want that hope of like Superman being a nice guy, and then I'll have Batman be the rough guy. So kind of thing. I did like the plans. It does seem like they will be a connected universe, but the stories will be told their own separate things. And it looks like he's trying to say that the directors will also have their own vision, so all the movies aren't going to look cookie-cutter, kind of the same thing. So I'm excited for that. And there are some titles that they announced that I'd never heard of. Like I'm, I don't know much about Booster Gold, but... It seems like a good series for him as, to adapt. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as it was like James Gunn's, you know, getting, to, I was like, there's gonna be a Booster Gold movie. Yeah, I <laughs> so, mean, like, he did a great job with Peacemaker, yeah. and I didn't know yeah, yeah. much about that. Um, and he's writing the Superman movie. They're making that uh, uh, Batman and Robin movie. Uh, Robin being Damian Wayne, uh, Batman's son, um, which is a new take, which I'm glad for. Um, even though they're also keeping the Robert Pattinson Batman for one more movie, which I'm fine with that too. I know people were like, oh, two Batman. I'm like, whatever. Just enjoy your There's Batmans. Three Spider-Mans in one movie. Yeah. Oh Better God, to have yeah. two Batmans yeah. than no Batmans, yeah. guys. Um, they're doing a Swamp Thing, which I like. Uh, I enjoy the Swamp yeah. Thing uh, TV show, and I'm kind of excited to see that in, in the big screen, and it'd be like a big horror thing. The Authority, I had a co-worker, this old guy, who lent me the book, like, two years ago and I'm like who are these guys I've never heard of these guys and it's kind of funny that they're making a movie about this but I, I enjoyed the, the comic book so I'm excited to see that um, and then all the TV shows that they're doing as well they're doing like a, a Wonder Woman TV show but not based on Wonder Woman just based on the island and all the other stuff so I'm excited for that DCU 10 year plan hopefully it doesn't give me marble fatigue but I think the most thing I'm excited for is just I want to see Superman I want to see a Superman that gives hope and is just a nice guy and you know is kind of having an existential crisis about how powerful he is and just has to be nice yeah what about you cool what are your, what are your closing yeah thoughts? no i wonder i wonder so i totally agree on marble fatigue that's been i've been experiencing a version of that where i can't remember which movie i stopped with but basically every marvel movie i saw in theaters at launch for the first 15 or you know however many and then uh and then again i can't remember exactly when i stopped doing that but like i don't see these movies in theaters like at all like ever like i think the only exception is maybe shang chi yeah uh but other than that like i, I really don't get super excited about checking these out in theater i'm very very fatigued by them uh 
maybe I see Ant-Man. That looks like, fun. Like, like, it's like, maybe I see Ant-Man. I'll probably see Guardians of the Galaxy. Unless it gets like just absolutely trashed yeah. in terms of reviews. Which, but those are those are the outliers that you feel like. Yeah. They're Marvel movies. You know they're Marvel movies, but they're just. Yeah. But but yeah, definitely there, there definitely seems to be like a vibe of people getting kind of burned out by these movies. And I wonder how much of that uh, kind of like migrates to DC, like whether some of that burnout kind of persists. Yeah. Where other people are just like, ah, I don't want to. I'm not investing into like another. I think it'll actually push people to DC. Maybe like they, they maybe, maybe, see maybe yeah. Things. It could go either way. I'm just like I'm just wondering how much of this like will people getting burned up by Marvel movies like will that just stay with Marvel characters yeah. or will some of that behavior like bleed over into what James Gunn's trying to do with the the, the, the DC universe? So we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, um, one thing I did want to say because I was reading this article um, on the AV Club about Edgar Wright and how Edgar Wright was originally supposed to do the, the first Ant-Man and then they just had like creative differences. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I now understand it. Like when I first read it, I'm like, oh man, he's not going to do a Marvel movie. But if you've seen Edgar Wright movies, if you've seen Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, um, Scott Pilgrim and stuff like that, you know he has like a very unique style and I guess Marvel didn't want that and I can see now no style like, allowed yeah so it, it kind of sucks and maybe uh, maybe we'll see him in one of these DC movies or something like that because Marvel needs some style yeah uh, the other so it was, it was a cool announcement um, actually uh, kind of impressive how quickly he arrived at that plan because doing multi-year plans he was probably plans. thinking about this a while <laughs> yeah it's like doing so who knows like maybe behind the scenes he's been you know, he knew he was going to get this role or something like that. But if you believe the date that they announced that he was going to be like, I think it's like what co co CEO. Yeah, I think it was DC like November Studios right? or something like that. So whatever his title is, um, yeah, I think it was like the end of last year. So to go from that date to like you know a few days ago, where he's like, all right, here's here's like that's pre- that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like just to have clarity around exactly what you want to do over. Over that time period, um, the one thing that was a question mark was was the the games. So I think he referenced there being you know a shared universe yeah, across. They're, they're trying to like get whatever actor plays a uh, character in a movie is also going to play it in the show. It's also going to play it in a, a animated series. It's also going to play in a video game. So that's going to be weird. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I think he might. He might his mind on, on that. that yeah, yeah, I think like I uh, I think it's a cool ambition but i think practically speaking that might be tough yeah. tough to pull off but you know who knows and um, it doesn't work for everybody yeah. i mean honestly especially like you know with kevin conroy passing away and then mark hamill not wanting to do the joker because kevin conroy can't do batman anymore mm-hmm. that like you couldn't see anybody else doing batman and, and joker in an animated series and then like you can't have those guys do the, the live action so that that would never work but yeah, I don't. I don't think he's gonna keep keep that one. That's yeah. one of those things that will probably not work how he wants it to. Yeah. That's all I Didn't you want to talk about the Last of Us? Oh, Did well, are you done? Series? You're done. That's all. No, that was you. You you were. Okay, that's right. What? No, we didn't. We didn't move over to me. Okay. Yeah. Well. That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. For it. All right. Well, now <laughs> we can talk about me. Uh, <laughs> I thought you also wanted to talk about the DCU stuff. No. 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 Um. Yeah, what have I been doing? It's been pretty light. Uh, I've been 
surprisingly busy, unfortunately. For a so, man who doesn't have a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not, not a lot of game time. Um, I did play more Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I think it's a great title. Uh, I do. I am kind of amused by... There seems to be like a lot of people saying, oh my God, it's game my early game of the year content. I'm like, okay. You know, it's January. It's 20, like 2023 has... An insane so number I wanted to ask of you about that. huge titles coming out. Is it because you 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 don't think it's a game of the year contender? Is it because it's too early to tell because we haven't seen all the other games and you're you're still waiting on like the Final Fantasies to come out and all that stuff and you don't know what the slate is or you just don't think it it is a game of the year contender? Because we could say the same thing for Elden Ring. Elden Ring came out the second month of last year and people were saying game of the year, game of the year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the game. I mean, it's less about... Uh, it's definitely... The, like Elden Ring, it's just this giant, expansive experience and it just does a lot and I think kind of pushed the envelope of, of what that genre could do. Um, whereas this is just, it's like, it's a really it's a good fun game. game. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's, a, it's a great title, but, um, uh, I think if you were to play it, you'd kind of understand where I'm coming from, where, you know, the, like the level design and it's just, it's pretty straightforward. It kind of reminds me of more like the PS2 era, uh, like platformer gotcha. games. Um, it's just, it's just like very polished and like the game looks amazing. So like the graphics are great. Um, the, the rhythm combat is, is interesting, but, um, so I don't, like, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm like downplaying the game. Like it's a great game. I'm just like, but it's it's gonna have. But it's not game of the year. Yeah, <laughs> but I just don't know if it's game of the yeah, year. Yeah, so. you still have uh, Zelda. You still have Final Fantasy, uh, the 16 and the uh, remake Re- part two. Rebirth, I always forget yeah. what the name. I of think it's is. Rebirth, right? No. Or Reborn. Whatever. Reborn. It is. Yeah, yeah. Something. The remake part two. Uh, Suicide Squad supposed to be big too. There's still a lot of games to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Starfield, so, if that ever comes out, and people nah, like that, I mean, that's not. That's also <laughs> that's not, not game, game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> that's not game of the year. Maybe it gets nominated, but it's not. It's not winning. Um, and Elden Ring DLC. I mean, that can't be game of the yeah, year. Yeah, we don't know that if if that uh, comes out. Yeah. Um, so no, I just I just thought that was that was kind of interesting. So yeah, there's there's something unique like unique about this game where it's getting. It's like getting people to say this comment yeah. a lot. <laughs> and, yeah, um, I think I think, I think you're right. It's more like it's early in the year, man. Play something else. Yeah, I think I think the shadow dropping or shadow like launching of the game really actually helped it out. Yeah. Like I think it just got people like, oh my god, like yeah. I I can play this right yeah, now. This now and, and, and it's yeah. you know it's it's really good and and so I think that's actually um, I don't know if that's going to be a good strategy for that many games but i think it actually is working very well yeah. well for this title so well, uh, in a dry period when nothing's coming out and it, yeah. it was a good good strategy yeah yeah um so i think that's that's pretty much it from gaming and then we already talked about playing more of the halo infinite campaign during our game night where yeah maybe we do one more session of that but we're just Kind of going through the motions of just you're just waiting walking for that, for around. Another, yeah, you're just waiting for another game to take its place. Shooting stuff, you know. There's like certain missions where you need to get into buildings, and it's like, how do you even get in here? Uh, I just kind of got bored and just was like killing, killing my, you know, my teammates. Yeah, just because I was like throwing, throwing shit at them, and weren't even because I needed, I needed. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even really playing the game anymore. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe we do like. 
Yeah, yeah it but was, it was I, very not, sad watching you guys play then. Yeah. You guys look more, more... When you turned it off and started playing Rocket League, you guys look way better. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Rocket League is, is incredible. Like, uh, the cleanser. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's pretty much it on games. And then I have been watching The Last of Us. Uh, I can't remember if we talked about it last week. I said I, like, I, I knew I was going to watch the show for sure. Yeah, we talked about, I was about last wait. week that you... Started so watching. I just started, okay, yeah, because yeah. initially my plan was just to wait until they're all out and then watch it, but then we just happened to like need a show to watch. Um, so yeah, we started that up. Uh, I watched episode three. Have you seen episode three yet? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Damn, I, that I was like, that was great, dude. Yeah, and I don't mind talking about it, but I, I do like that they expanded. Did you? How far did you get in the game? Did you get to this far? To what I don't, th- I don't think I got. I don't think I got this far. I think I basically got to the test. The test part. Yeah, the test okay. part. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, so as as somebody that I, I beat the game and you know remembering this part in the game, I like how much they expanded onto it. Um, it's not a spoiler to say in the game you only really see Bill's perspective and then you get Frank's perspective through like uh, letters that you collect mm-hmm. throughout the level. So, you, you know, in the episode, they actually showed much more of their life together, which I enjoyed. I know a lot of people enjoyed. Um, I do like these changes that they're making uh, of certain things. We'll see how far it goes uh, with the rest of the episodes for the seasons, uh, especially I know there's a lot more big moments to come. So I'm excited to see how those play out. Um, but I think they're doing a good job. I know they got review bombed by a bunch of homophobes um, on like IMDb or something. Oh, like really? That. Yeah. So that that sucks. But you know, we know that they're just doing that because they're haters, not because they don't like it. Um, yeah. I, and I thought I thought they did a good job. It's, it was a very good emotional episode, and the viewership is still up. So that's that's good. You know. That's, I think I think this I think this episode is going to drive a lot of buzz and attention because it's it's almost kind of like its own standalone like story uh and yeah i just find it so fascinating because it's such a good example of um something something that they needed to adapt for television because in the game you know you can read pages and interact with all these like you can't do that in a tv show right so they needed to take a different approach to uh you know, kind of that relationship and, and that narrative. So, um, yeah, I just thought it was really well done. And I think it's, uh, I, don't know, I just think you're going to see more of that where I think people are going to be going to become more accepting of differences in the game versus the TV show or the movie or whatever, and people being okay, okay with that and actually intrigued by it where, it's almost kind of like that game of like spot spot the difference where yeah. people, you know, it's like it's almost like a version of that. Um, and I think in, instead of people being pissed about it being different, they'll embrace it and and actually will will lead to like more excitement and, and engagement with the, like the overall. Um, I mean, like on like TikTok, TikTok and like YouTube Shorts, like it's literally just all this content about people being like. Did you see this Easter egg to the game, <laughs> yeah. or like here's the different? They're you know, wearing so the shirt like, that's in the game. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Like, so it's like I think I think people just are going to start enjoying that more as opposed yeah. to that being like uh, something that people are critical of. And and you know this this opens up the the doors for more adaptations. We definitely there's a lot more games that we've enjoyed that we you know would love to see 
uh, get Bub- made Bubsy? into, into yeah, <laughs> Bubsy. Uh, I'm looking at your Metroid thing. I'd, I'd love to see like a Metroid show or uh, anything Final Fantasy. Just covering any other other uh, Final Fantasies that's not seven, <laughs> I'd be fine with. Or just something like that. It, it's good to see these uh, successful uh, video game adaptations, whether it's a movie or TV, be successful and people learning more about it which will drive the sales of the games in your case uh getting the last of us game and actually playing it on pc even though i knew i knew you were gonna mention this so i think this was uh one of our earlier episodes right where i disclosed my relationship with naughty dog (laughs) where i buy all of their games but never beat them and kind of kind of grown like a resentment towards their games or like I just feel like their games just like aren't aren't for me like for whatever reason I can just never get through them but yeah. here we are the PC version will launch and is it March or March, just, March 28th it got pushed okay, it from got the pushed, yeah. 3rd I believe to the 28th yeah so I'm now leaning towards getting the game on PC because yeah. I've been really enjoying the TV show and so here we are. Here we are. Here well, we are. It's, it's, the strategy works. Well, we'll see if you actually beat it. That's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> Once well, you get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also think I'll, like, I think I'll like it better on uh, mouse and keyboard. You, so I think that'll be, um, which I know, you know that won't be for everyone, but I think I'll actually prefer playing yeah. mouse and keyboard. Well, it doesn't, you know, not to be like a conspiracy theory, but theory, theorist. Uh, but I wonder if they pushed it back because they want people to finish watching the show before they jump into the game kind of thing. That's just yeah. that kind of like a funny yeah, thing. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was. I thought they were going to launch it kind of in the middle of yeah. the But now it's, it's, it's going to be after all the episodes yeah, are done? Yeah, okay, all the okay. episodes are done. Yeah, I think that... I think either, either could work. Maybe they have... Um, maybe they just know more about how it's ending and how they think that might generate more audience or something. So yeah. we'll see. It's also the P, like, so it's, it's PC. I don't think they're actually expecting, um, I mean, they're already seeing huge uplift in PlayStation. In the PlayStation right? yeah. yeah. So like, I don't actually know if I'm sure it's going to do well on PC, but I don't know if that is specifically going to generate driver, yeah. well, for PC. It'll be, you know, still leading a lot of value for, for PlayStation though. All right. Well, can't wait to see episode four. It's tomorrow, right? It's tomorrow, yeah. 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 All right. Well, that does it for us here at Pressing Buttons. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Stay warm or get warm, uh, and we'll see you next week on the next episode. I'm Hugo. Bye. I'm Nick. Later. Thanks for joining us on episode 51 of Pressing Buttons. The show is produced and edited by Nick and myself. Our awesome music is composed by Layla, and our show art is done by Deepaz Design. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next episode.